to the Yoko Podcast. My name is Greg Lewis. In this episode, we are dropping into a co-event co-hosted by the Seoul chapter of Kotisol and the Youngin chapter of Kotisol. First up is Rhea Matatek, who is speaking on the MBTI craze in Korea. Next on the agenda is our very own James Rush III, who beckoned us to reflect on how we all got here and why we are still here. Are we doing a good thing? How do we know? Reflective practice in action. Oh, and there were snacks courtesy of the Youngin chapter. There was a yummy dinner too, courtesy of the Seoul chapter. Oh, it was such a great time. The event was held at a cool spot called Insa Lounge on the second floor of a building in central Seoul. It was a drizzly day at first, but you know, as soon as Kotisal people started to arrive, the clouds simply fled. They knew better than to mess with a crowd of high-energy, hip, and happening educators eager and hungry to move on from the pandemic. We laughed and learned and socialized like we'd been holed up in a room for two years with only a computer for company. Well, that lasted for far, far too long. Now, we are ready to rock and roll together. So you're recording what I say. Ah, uh, everything I say will be held against me. Nothing new then. I love it. We're going to talk about the Korea MBTI craze, as you know. And my plan is to see if this clicker works. Yes, it does. So what is MBTI? I will do a brief overview of my perception of what it is and a very even briefer overview of how the craze started in Korea, as well as finally, how do I actually use it in my class? So it is a personality typing system that started with a book written by Carl Jung. Carl Jung is a psychologist who succeeded Freud. He's like Freud's cooler younger brother and less twisted and weird. Freud acknowledged the unconscious, but was a little obsessed with children, uh, your childhood life, whereas Jung took that a step further and talked about the collective unconscious archetypes. And he produced a book on personality theories that was later picked up by Isabella Myers Briggs, and she adapted it. It was initially to help people join the workforce and understand their skills around World War II, I believe, a little after that, and then she published her book. It's been modified since, and some additions have been made since the 1980s, and those modifications, welcome, have been accepted. So I'll get into just some of the basic parts of it. And then he also threw in there, oh yeah, by the way, we're introverted and extroverted. So what is the definition of an introvert? What's the definition of an extrovert? Typically we think shy or outgoing, right? That is not the definition in this model. 
an introverted person will gather their energy in a different way than an extroverted person. They can feel more restored having spent time alone, whereas extroverts will leave this meeting and go, woo, and feel they're basically energy vampires. When we go through MBTI navigation, it's kind of like north, south, east, and west. We're all here, we're just all coming from a different direction, and we could go in a different direction, and we are constantly evolving and moving and changing. Would you not agree? Right. So it's like a snapshot of where you're at from a certain perspective. Common uses for MBTI in the workplace could be developing yourself, working with teams, understanding those friction points between people, and of course developing your career, working relationships, understanding your communication style, as well as others' communication styles, which helps you resolve conflict, assists in being a good leader, managing change, valuing diversity, and considering team and organizational culture, problem solving. So whenever you get a group of people together, it reminds you of how everyone is coming at everything from a different angle, perceiving it and judging it differently from you, and has a lot of value to bring, but that we might not see eye to eye all the time. So it's like taking a deep breath, taking a step back, and looking at the big picture. Now, we're having a little chitty chat time, so if you do know your MBTI, I'd like you to talk to your next door neighbor. How did you come to learn about it? How does it influence you? And if you don't know, now is a great time to find out. You've got 10 minutes. So we all began exploring our own MBTI and that of our neighbors. It was very interesting to find out not only what our MBTI is, but then discussing why and, and what it actually means. Uh, there were 15 people sitting around this large conference table and everybody was excited to share what they had learned and the noise was impressive. Actually exactly what an active class of eager learners should sound like. It was great. Uh, however, all good things have to come to an end, so we, we settled down to, to listen as Rhea called our attention to the front of the room. Okay. But I promise the first part was the longer part. Did everyone manage to get a little snapshot of who they are? Yeah. So I was just going to say a few things about it. Um, and I mentioned it to you, like, you might notice that the type changes through different ages of your life, and different websites might give you different ones. For, for example, as an ENFP, I like to put everything in relation to my own experience, <laughs> but I do type as an ENTJ or ENTP sometimes, or ENFJ. And when I'm at work, most of my students see the J side of me, which I had to work very hard to make from my wild years in my 20s. <laughs> and they do say that it can depend on your level of health, and like literally your health, and also throughout your life, people have a tendency to notice the things that are harder for them and work towards building those skills. For me personally, I believe that teaching has been very good for me to compensate some of the things that were more difficult 
when I was younger. So we find our way. Now, what about the MBTI craze in Korea? So there's a few things that we can bring up. Allegedly, a Korean nun picked the MBTI uh, concept up from the States and brought it back to Korea. And when did it light on fire? Probably BTS. <laughs> if you'll notice, most of them are actually introverted types. Um, it's everywhere. There's an MBTI museum, bus ads, and this is by Mixo, so they're actually marketing to different styles and brands using MBTI. This is from my university website, and I noticed that under the student counseling part, I can look up their MBTI if they offer that information. So it's taken pretty seriously. So in a nutshell, um, and we can this might drop into your conversations later if you so wish, history probably influenced it because in Korea, typology is nothing new. There's been the lunar zodiac, blood types. Um, traditional oriental medicine has people of different elements, much like in other Asian cultures. Media certainly influenced it, and perhaps a collective mindset, wanting to know where you fit into the group and what you contribute. If you were moved by this brief, edited version of Rhea's MBTI presentation, please consider reaching out to Rhea through the Seoul chapter of Cotisol. Next on our agenda was a presentation by James Rush III on reflective practice. Please bear with us for a moment as we get things prepared. Hello, hello. Is it now registering? Is it now registering? Oh yeah, it's on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just I, you think it's gonna fall off. Or I don't. Yet? I don't think so. Okay. I think it'll be fine. Until I start like really getting all dancing into it. It'll be fine. Okay. Say something. Say something. Checking. Checking. One, two. Should be all set. Hopefully this works. Hello, love. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying not to get makeup on you. Okay, I appreciate that. Yes. Um, do you want some food? I don't. I'm okay. Thank You're you. You're good? Yes. Okay. Um, it seems like we are almost set, and this is a kind of a bit short. Uh, we have one hour and ten minutes, so how long do you think? Uh, I will not be as long as you think I might be, so let's... Okay. <laughs> Please give a big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A couple of the books that I used off of the basis uh, for this, uh, The Calling, Connecting the Docs, Living a Life of Significance, and then one that I picked up on my way to Indonesia, uh, Connecting the Dots to Inspire the Leader in You. Um, I can show you these books afterwards and take a look. Uh, Shirley uh, Taylor rose up through the ranks uh, from uh, being in uh, Britain and then came over to Singapore, uh, got involved in uh, public speaking uh, organizations and really just uh, was able to be a business leader amongst uh, business leaders. And so the idea of um, inspiring others through stories, but connecting the connecting the, the story, the experiences itself, but then also the people, the relationships in those stories, uh, is something that I hope to kind of draw out of this group 
We've had a shared experience now already. We've gotten to know everyone a little bit closer, especially knowing their MBTI. Um, and so I first uh, want to thank Rhea uh, for allowing me to kind of tag along on this presentation, um, to be a, be a part of it. Um, it wasn't mentioned at the beginning, this collaboration between Yongin and Seoul was very much a lead up into the international conference, which is titled Collaboration. And so uh, we hope that this could be an example for some of the other chapters, but then also for you all as you think about how you're going to individually collaborate with each other, but then also how can we have the Yongin or the other chapters do more collaboration uh, in smaller events as well as the national conference and the international conference. So um, here's our agenda today. Reflections compared to relationships, reflections as a part of relationships. Topic two, connecting some dots, at least two. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the researchers and theories. Uh, and then invitations to share. Um, you all are the experts and I want to hear your voices. I want you all to hear each other's voices. and. Uh, the idea here is, especially uh, with the, the first book, it was describing the aha moments of your life and those people, 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 people especially, but also the experiences that are kind of the, the defining moments of what makes you you. And that's what we want to reflect on a little bit. Teachers helping teachers. So, uh, in short, share our stories, uh, semiotic, I remember coming across that during my master's program, semiotic domains, and one of the ways to kind of break it down is just thinking of the images, the dots, the pictures that come together to tell a story. So that's what we're kind of aiming for. And then, secondly, to inspire each other with the stories that you have already gained up to this point in your life, we reflect on them, and then give a little bit of insight and inspiration to each other. So topic one, reflections, relationships. I have to imagine, and I encourage you if you haven't, but each one of your reflections and reflective practices is probably gonna come with a name attached to it. Who, who's your top one, maybe two, but who influenced you to become a teacher? Who is that model example? Who is the one that said you should do this? And you can write it down, you can kind of chalk it up, but was there a defining moment? Who influenced you to become a teacher? Thomas Farrell, is very well known in Korea Tussle circles, um, has this framework for reflective practice. And if I'm gonna hold a reflective practice session, it behooves me, it is probably pretty important to make sure that it does get mentioned. It's not the only one out there, uh, but it is one that is uh, very well known and, and well used. But that philosophy, the backgrounds and experiences that you come to your daily planning, your daily uh, instruction and your, your assessments, that's coming from all those experiences and those influences. And so um, undermines or helps to create your philosophy that you're, that you're working with as you go into things. And so then, if you want to be critical about it, all right, there's the positive side of things, but also was that the best uh, way to do things? And how am I carrying that over into my students to cause them to be uh, better learners? And so as you think of your philosophy, think of your background, as you reflect on who you are as an educator, hopefully those are some things that remind you 
you're, you're where you're at because you are meant to be there and you are part of this group right now because you're meant to be here and we hope that we can uh, be a part of that journey with you. Uh, so uh, going back, task two, what keeps you coming back as a teacher? So that influence got you here. Hopefully a day like today keeps you here, but also what is the, maybe the one story, the one kid, the one coworker uh, there have been experiences that I've gone through and teachers have helped me along the way and reaffirmed me that I am where I need to be and that's an awesome thing, it's an awesome feeling. So, how about you? For me to do this presentation, not only was it the encouragement with Rhea, but uh, the sole chapter and being able to present starting in 2017, um, I figured I said, well, I could. I did it at that time, 2017. I can give it a try again. And where I'm thinking I'm heading in my professional direction, I knew I needed to do this more, even though I was apprehensive about it. Um, it when you get into the classroom, you kind of get a, a groove or a thing, that, and you don't always take a step back and say, oh, are my students really learning? You know, like you're looking at their papers and you're looking at their turned in assignments, but is my teaching effective? Your story has started in 2023. You've already had a number of classes. Some of us are coming upon midterms. Um, we have events that are happening, not only in the Seoul chapter, but also in the Yongin chapter. If you're not a member, we do encourage you to become part of it. Um, we have the International Conference. And so in your reflections at this point, what I would want to have as a takeaway is, how can we help you? What is the, what is the Monday morning? What is the thing that you are pressed with that you're like, I need a solution. I would like somebody to help me on this. Um, what is it that you can help us do? What is it that you are aspiring to do professionally? Um, you want to be more involved with understanding uh, things about like business type stuff. You want to get involved in web editing. We need people uh, with Createssel helping to get the information out. So how can you help us because of your curiosity or because you already have this skill set? And here endeth the second presentation at this first co-event between Seoul and Jungian chapters. A couple of closing comments about this co-event. One, it was a blast. Two, there were 15 or so active participants who gave their undivided attention not only to the speakers and their topics, but also to each other. As James pointed out, this event was all about cooperation. And as Rhea pointed out, it was also about socializing and getting in some much needed face time with like-minded people. Again, it was a blast and an excellent primer for the upcoming international conference at Sukmyung University here in Seoul next weekend on April 29th and 30th. I, for one, am now ready to meet old friends, make some new ones, exchange some useful new ideas, and rub shoulders with some awesome minds that have contributed to all of our efforts to help bring English language learning in Korea to the next level. My name is Greg Lewis, and you have been listening to the Yoko Podcast. Join us, won't you?